Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. In today's episode, we are delving into the perverse detritus, the twisted madness that is Stephen King. Join us. All right. The man, the myth, the legend. Stephen King. Oh, man. And Master the thing of, of evil. Her. Yes. Molly, the thing of evil. Yep. Um, yeah, so I guess we should start. What is your favorite Stephen King? I don't know. Book but... slash short story? Yeah. Um, I haven't read as many of them as you have. I think 112263 is up there, but I hate the ending so much. Um, Salem's Lot might be my top. I liked Misery. I liked Misery a lot. Um, and I liked The Mist. But I think Salem's Lot might be my favorite. Am I forgetting any? Have I read any others? I don't think I have yet. Not yet. Yeah. Afterlife. You knew... I was gonna say, I think he. I sent. Oh that yeah, to you him. sent me the. Um, yeah, him reading it. Yeah, out the loud. audio of that. That one was good. I forgot about I that one. I liked that one a lot. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um. So me, it's tough. I think Salem's Lot's probably my favorite. Over time, I think that one is number one. Mm-hmm. That's the one that has stuck with me the most. Yeah, but there's been a lot that are very closer up there. Mm-hmm. Um. Believe it or not, I think Doctor Sleep was amazing. I need to read The Shining and Doctor Sleep. I was underwhelmed by The Shining, both the movie and the book. Yeah, I the book was pretty good. I thought the movie was kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's of its time. Yeah, but I still wasn't thrilled by it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I should probably clarify and like Stephen King's one of my favorite authors. Yeah, and it's just because he's able to. Not just all the spooky, scary, crazy shit, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that he can do that to you with words. Yeah, is so He's cool. Quintessential horror author. But it's he doesn't just write horror. I just read Mister Mercedes, yeah. which has nothing to do with horror. It's just kind of a thriller, mm-hmm. and it's just you know your typical like cop serial killer thriller, and it was awesome. Okay. It was a really good book. Cool. So it's just I don't know that. It, he has, su- and even his book on writing is yeah. one of my favorites. It's the only, you know, one of the only books I've read like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, he has such a, a style and a way with words that just hits my ear right. Or, you know, I, I just, I'm a big, big Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. So picking number one is tough. Because yeah. I went through, I think, I read, so my dad... And my mom, actually, are both huge Stephen King fans. And they're just big readers in general. Mm-hmm. And my dad always said, like, oh, you know, when you get old enough, go read um, Salem's Lot. Because that's the one that scared the shit out of him. <laughs> so I was a freshman in high school. And I just read all the Game of Thrones books. And that was the first time I got to read, like, adult books. Yeah. And not, like, Harry Potter or, like, teen stuff. Yeah. And I always assumed in my, like, middle school brain that adult books were all going to read like Shakespeare. <laughs> and there wasn't going to be anything that was, like, cool or interesting in them. That You know, there were serious history books and stuff like that, which I was kind of interested in. Yeah. But not the same way that I was interested in, like, when I got Game of Thrones. That was like, oh my god, talk about sending me into the stratosphere. That was <laughs> awesome. 
And that was exactly what I needed at that time. So as like a 14-year-old, I started just eating all of these great, great yeah. books. And Salem's Lot, I think, was the first one hot off the presses right after Game of Thrones. And that was the first time that, you know, I got to actually have a conversation with my parents about like an adult book that was awesome. <laughs> there you go. So that uh, Salem's Lot definitely holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Have you read any of the um, the Dark uh, Tower books? <laughs> um, I'm ashamed to say, because I have no doubt a bunch of our listeners are going to defend it wildly. <laughs> um, no, I like I. There are a lot of people that absolutely love it. My, one of my best friends, Mike, who mm-hmm. I work with, uh, absolutely adores the. Dark I think Tower Dad series. read the first couple and liked them, but. I think he finished it. Yeah, no, I think he read the whole series, but I don't think he liked the entire series. Yeah. I think it was the same thing where he didn't like the ending. So I guess he started out writing them as, like, chapter serials for, mm-hmm. like, a magazine. Mm-hmm. And then they he basically said it's all, the Dark Tower should be one book, yeah. but it should be edited together. And he acknowledges that he couldn't figure out a good ending, so mm-hmm. he basically said, go make up your own. Yeah. Um, which is... I would say the crux of Stephen King's problem yeah. is that he's not great at endings. No. Um, the Stand has a controversial ending, have which I'm okay with. Yeah. But uh, like eleven twenty two sixty three yeah. is like a eleven hundred page book. Yeah. And it's one of my all time favorite books. And like the last two hundred pages are just stupid. Yeah. And if he cut out the last two hundred pages. And made it a 900-page book and had it end exactly as it does on chapter whatever it is, 32, Mm -hmm. then he should have just left it then. But it was like he felt like he needed to tie up more. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, there are these these unknowns and these loose ends that need to be fixed and these what-ifs. And I'm like, no, leave it as a what-if. Yeah, I don't really care if it is, you know. Yeah. I, I liked wow. it. I like, I, and I still love the book. I'm so glad I read it. And yeah. I, I'll probably go back and reread the audiobook sometime soon. Mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, the end just that kind of not keeps it from, you know, yeah. spot number one for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you just read Misery. I did just read Misery, which, and I read it after we had watched the movie, and I loved the movie. Kathy Bates is Annie Annie Wilkes. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked that it was shorter. I didn't have quite the, I think, focus for one of Stephen King's tomes, but it is, it did very much kind of, um, you get right into the mind, the mindset of that main character, the main character, Paul, is that, is it Paul or Peter? I think it's Paul. I think it's Paul. I enjoyed Misery, but I think it was kind of. I don't know, second tier. It was, like, it was a good book. I If anyone has read it, read it, go read it. Yeah, no, I don't know if I would put it up there in, like, top tier Stephen King. I don't think it measures up to um, Salem's Lot, but yeah, I enjoyed I, it. No, I don't think it does either. And I think, I think like, The Stand, Salem's Lot, and, like, 11-22-63 are probably top tier. Yeah, I still you need might, to read The Stand. Yeah, there are a couple other ones that could probably be put up there for argument's sake. I think, like... Um, Dr. Sleep, I was totally surprised at how good it was. I know I mentioned that before, but I still can't get across enough that if you haven't read Dr. Sleep and it's like, ah, oh, I'm a Stephen King fan, but I haven't gotten around to it, 
Go read that one. Is it, do you need to read The Shining first, or do you just need to have, like, a basic understanding? I think you probably just need a basic understanding. Um, the Shining book is obviously different from The Shining movie, but I, I think I liked the book better, but I at no point was like, oh my god, this is, like, one of the greatest horror books of all time. Mm-hmm. It's, eh. And it's really funny because it's like quintessentially like Stephen King. Right. His. It's the one. Yeah. It's it's the one that has like the fancy, like anniversary edition or something out. Yeah. It's. uh, I should probably get around to reading Carrie at some point. Have you read Firestarter or The Talisman? I started Firestarter. I have not started The Talisman. The Talisman is my mother's all time favorite. That's her number one. My dad's was Salem's Lot, so I loved Salem's Lot. I haven't gotten around to the Talisman. I actually almost bought it today, but I went and bought found, uh, Finders Keepers because mm-hmm. I just read Mr. Mercedes, which was very, very good. Nice. Um, and I wanted to follow up on that series. I actually probably should have grabbed the Talisman while I was there. But, um, yeah, it's just he's just... He's like what Paul McCartney is to music. <laughs> But that's kind of what it's it's like for, you know, the guy is pushing 80. Is he really? I didn't realize he was He's that old. He's mid-70s I thought he was right like now. early 70s. Um, uh, early to mid-70s, and you're still pumping out yeah. books that are getting, you know, five-star ratings. Say he's always a bestseller every time he has a book come out. Well, that's, part of it is name recognition, yes. and then part of it, like The Outsider, which I made the fucking mistake of reading, which, yes, I will count it as fucking mistake because it was 400 pages of one of the best Stephen King books I've ever read and then 400 pages of one of the worst books period (laughs) not Stephen King books books I have ever read what a dumb ending that because he just pumps out 50 books a year Mm -hmm. and three of them are unbelievable yeah and then 47 of them suck balls but this was a aggressive because it did I committed 800 pages of my life to this. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> but it's like well-written garbage. That was the worst part. So it's like, oh, you know, the end isn't going to be like this. He's going to have some crazy twist on, you know, page 789. No. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> it was it was the equivalent of it was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ending-esque. Ooh. Where it was just like, oh, this is like weird and not good. And then they're just like, aliens! And it's like, what? <laughs> Absolutely preposterous. It was a number one bestseller. And I am mad at New York Times. And I have a personal vendetta because of this. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I, my second will call upon their second. It will be Pistols at Dawn. <laughs> My people will talk to your people, and I will lend you. Indeed. Oh, my God. That book drove me nuts. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, I started Firestarter. I liked it. I just got distracted by, yeah. I, I, like, school or something else. So that's another one I need to go back to. Talisman's another one. Um, it is complicated. Yeah. Um, Cult following, for sure, but... Good book. Some I, questionable I, decisions. There was some content in it. And there's one scene who I'm sure all Stephen King fans know. And even if you don't, like it was, they didn't play it in the movie. And I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, like, you can't do that with 
No. Underage actors. No, you really can't. So, um... There's, a, there's not a lot that you can't do in Hollywood, but that is it. Yeah, well, you can just behind closed doors. Yeah, you can't um, film it and publish it for mainstream audiences. You can film it for your private viewing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Gross. Yeah, exactly. I can't really think of much more that's worse and more disgusting. Yeah. But regardless, um, yeah, uh, aside from, like, he has one weird porny scene in the book, uh, and then the rest of the book is, like, completely normal, good Stephen King. And I think if he excised this one scene and cleaned up the story a little bit more, uh, I would say had the potential to be a top-tier book. So he said that he wished he hadn't written that particular scene, yes? Yeah, I think he said he was so coked out of his mind at that point yeah. he didn't know what was going on. He wrote, like, Insomnia was another mm-hmm. one where I just remembered, like, there's a giant evil chicken or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, Cujo and Pet Cemetery. Yeah. That was that Those period. Those were all in his coke period. Yeah, which was, uh, I believe, the... The latter half of the 80s yeah. was uh, his, uh, he ended up being a cokehead and a alcoholic for a while. Yeah. But the other side of that, um, you know, from mid-2000s on, he has been pumping out some great He books. really has. Um, like I said, Dr. Sleep is fantastic. Mr. Mercedes is fantastic. Was it Billy? Billy Summers. Billy Summers just came out, and Billy Summers is getting crazy good reviews. One of my friends was just telling me to go read that mm-hmm. one. So, I mean, some authors, you're lucky if you get two good yeah. books out of them in a lifetime. Stephen King's been writing literally, like, 112263 came out in 2011. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago, oh, when he was in his 60s, yeah. he was still writing great books. Yep. yep. So, it's it, it's cool to see him consistently... <sighs> come up with good ideas like afterlife is relatively recent too Mm -hmm. i want to say that's within the last 10 years Mm -hmm. but it's like who you know not to say he doesn't have some fucking stinkers he does insomnia i couldn't even begin (laughs) i got like two chapters in because i was like ah it's stephen king i'm sure it's a little bit good nope (laughs) under the dome under the dome people told me under the dome was great for a couple hundred pages i thought it was terrible for 50 pages that was the first stephen king that my dad introduced me to and i was probably 15 or 16 and i think i read the prologue and when the gopher gets cut in half by the dome i'm like "Mm, this is not what i want to be reading not a good book and i think it's really funny that he tried to introduce you to stephen king with that one we've talked about how questionable questionable my dad's taste in books is sometimes excellent sometimes excellent sometimes not yeah that's also true he did rail against river god yeah for a good chunk of time yeah which was like river god's fantastic yeah that's like it and is never, a and universally he, acclaimed book and he maintains that he has never read lord of the rings even though my first set of lord of the rings was his old set he's like oh no i never read it I'm like, well, where the hell did these come from well, maybe john read them maybe john god was always the reader. didn't oh god i don't know if Stephen knows how to read <laughs> That was mean. Uh, Accurate, but mean. Yeah. Regardless. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would put my favorite one on. It's just, he, I, I do. I, I'm going through the, he wrote a short story uh, years after he released Salem's Lot and uh, about the origins of Salem's Lot. I need to read that. And Will you send that to me? Yeah, I'm just listening to the audio of it, yeah. and it's awesome because it's audio of it's it. like 1800s, Ooh. you know, vampires. So like with the with your the the what's his face, the actual vampire in Salem's Lot. 
Yes. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. I want to read that. Yes. It's very, very even, good. Even if you don't, even if there's no like text of it anywhere, there's no PDF, I will listen to the audio on my ride and work. Yeah. It's great. I'm a big fan. You can listen to it on your ride home. Speak yeah. yourself out. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's like next week is school day is last week before school vacation. Maybe I can sneak a headphone in and while the kids are doing MCAS and. Why don't you not do that? Because yeah. that's how you get fired. You can read. At least I'm not taking, you. making TikTok videos with the kids. Yeah, well, that's probably a bonus, I suppose. Yeah, that's how one of the other teachers got in lots of trouble. What a surprise. Right. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so. I feel like we're getting some pretty decent Stephen King, like, TV and film adaptations now, too. That's, we're starting to turn the corner. Where like, a bunch of the ones was... in, like, the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s sucked. Yeah, what did we, we watched the, um... We watched Stephen The Shining. King. We watched The Shining, which I didn't love. No. The 70s Salem's Lot, which I, never I did saw. not love. We watched it, we started it together. I think we, start, we started it, but we didn't finish the first episode. Yeah, which was not great. And then I think they redid there's a, Salem's there's an, Lot. There's right? a, like, a 2000 Salem's Lot with Rob Lowe and... Andre Brower, I think. I think that's right. Captain Holt from yeah, Brooklyn yeah, Nine Nine. Yeah. I think he plays the priest, um, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see that" because that yeah. seemed interesting. But then it's Rob Lowe, and I'm like, Mur. "Yeah." I heard um, the Mist was supposed to be pretty good. Yep. Which I'm I'm down for. Um, I need to... obviously Shawshank's one of the greatest yeah. movies of all time. Um, I need to see the it movies. Uh, I watched the first one. The second one got bad reviews, and I think it came out a couple years after I watched the first yeah. one. So I liked the first one. I thought it was pretty good. And it wasn't the We never got around to watching Dr. Sleep. Well, you need to read the book I know first. I do. That's and what... Mr. Mercedes. Yeah. Um, See, Mad-Eye Moody and Mr. Thing. Mercedes. Yeah, you got to read the book first. I will, I will, I will, Take I will, I promise. Book. You're reading your Dorothy Dunay books that are yeah. so, oh my God, they're so hoity-toity. No, it's just like nice historical fiction and it's easy and it's not going to keep me up at night when I have to be up at 5.30 to teach children. I don't think that Mr. Mercedes is going to keep you up at night. Okay. I will read it. Just saying. You know, you have like these nice quick thrillers that you can blow through that you'd probably enjoy more than the Dorothy Dunea that you are forcing yourself to read. No, I'm actively enjoying it to. now. It just got it. It started off slow. Mm. I will read it. I promise. I have vacation coming up. I, you don't have to act like I'm bullying you into it. I am. You are can... bullying me into it. <laughs> But we can play it nicer than it is. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it anyway. You're just trying to get me to bump it to the top of my reading list. Because there are 50 books that you would enjoy more than, like, the MacArthur yeah. biographies that you're like, I need to, like, you know, have my oatmeal. I need to grow. Yeah, which is, like, totally fair. But during the school year, like, you should absolutely just go and read your mindless thrill. That's what I'm doing That's right fair. now during the school year because I'm overloaded with work. I didn't do anything. I know I need to read a I need to read a book for class next week and it's it sounds good. It's um it's on the Cuban Missile Crisis and it's only like 150 pages, so I can blow through it, but it's very much like oh crap, I have to do that. Yeah. It's just getting schoolwork done and it's perfect to have a thriller that kind of keeps you with it. That's fair. And that's what I kind of had to fight myself through or fight my way through um the uh, I just read Joe Hill's uh Nosferatu. Which, um... Every time we say that, I can't help but think about the Spongebob clip. No, no Sporatu. Um, I enjoyed it, but that was a 
kind of tough to get through. You said it was like super dark. Yeah, there were parts I really liked. There were parts that I felt were like horrific. And not in a scary horror way, but in a real world, people like this exist. Like a just dis- dis- disturbing kind of, like a cr- yeah. like a Criminal Minds kind of way. I have never seen it. It is. Don't. I would. I would call it a. It was disturbing, a lot of times where I think that um, creepier horror would have gotten across. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a like a fine line between disturbing and then like just horror scary yeah because there's real life scary where it's like right cool i can't walk to my car now because i'm afraid i'm gonna get jumped and that's kind of whereas like joe i can enjoy salem's lot because i like vampires don't exist oh i slept with a crucifix for like a week after Mm -hmm. salem's lot granted i was 14 but that's not much of a defense Mm -hmm. but that that book scared the shit when i read the mist i stayed up at like two in the morning to finish it and then i put it down and i thought that it didn't have a crazy effect on me and then like a tree branch like brushed against my window and i almost peed (laughs) no that's the same thing me and my brother talk about um because salem's lot didn't scare him but it scared the shit out of me um but he read the mist out in Western Mass by himself <laughs> at night in the middle of the woods. His uh, now wife went to bed and he was just on the couch by himself and was like, all right, I'll try this fucking Stephen <laughs> book. And he, he was, he legitimately was like shaking. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. yeah was it your dad or your exodus. grandfather who read The Exorcist while he was, um, that was my grandfather. Like he on was, Night Watch. Yeah. He, my grandfather was a, um, secure work security for the Boston Globe for a while. And he was reading The Exorcist because that was the big thing in the 70s. 70, yeah. So he said he got so scared at one point reading about, you know, the devil possession. He, he actually unholstered his gun and put <laughs> it on the table in front of him just in case. Because that's going to do something against the devil. Exactly. And that's what he, and he goes. And I laughed and put it away 10 minutes later because I thought, what am I going to do? Shoot the devil? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make him angry. Yeah. But yeah, it's it. I enjoy. I hate horror movies with a passion. I like jump scares. I liked the Woman in Black. I like the Insidious movies. Um, I like ghost movies. I don't like blood and guts. And that's what most horror movies yeah, are, are now. Yeah. Um, I really thoroughly liked. Um, Halloween was weird. Halloween was good. Halloween, Halloween was, like was not... actually weirdly like, right. oh, this is it a really good movie. kept me on the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. um, spooked me, but it wasn't, like, crazy gross like yeah. a lot of the other horror movies are. Like, I remember being in high school and, be like, hanging out with a bunch of my friends and them saying, oh, like, let's watch Cabin in the Woods. And it's literally just a, like, murder fest and everything is bloody and gross and disgusting. Yeah, that's kind of more Friday the 13th yeah. style. Yeah. Um, not my cup of tea. No. Um, but well-written horror, I just love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I read The Exorcist. I was underwhelmed, maybe because I've read so much Stephen King. But, um, The Exorcist didn't really I want to read it. Much. And we were at, when we were at the bookstore the other day, um, Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. I'm like, oh, I made that into a Netflix show that was super, supposed to be super scary. What was that? It, uh, wasn't Castle Rock another Stephen King show? Yeah, that's on Hulu. Really I think it's I based on that. right because it's based like how all of his stuff is basically set in the same fictional like, Nah- well, like New Hampshire, Maine universe. I thought that was one of the cooler parts about Joe Hill is that he tied Nosferatu into um, 
the the Stephen King universe because mm-hmm. he mentions Derry and yeah. he mentions Pennywise and he mentions um uh the 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 true not which yeah. is which are the bad guys in Doctor Sleep. Okay, I was gonna say because I think um Christine the car is mentioned in eleven twenty two sixty three briefly, something about a car. I never read. Uh, Christine, Pet Cemetery, and, like, Cujo. I never read those... them, but I always, like, di- my dad made references. My dad, this is awful. My dad nicknamed our family dog when I was a kid Cujo, which is That's not not awful. Good... Your family dog was a nutcase. Yeah, but she didn't, like. She only bit people she didn't know. Well, no, no. Like, she didn't bite a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we rescued dogs when I was a kid, and we, as noble and wonderful as that is, they were all fucking tapped. It's hit or miss. Yeah, it's just we had three. We had three misses. Our first miss, we gave back. Yeah, but regardless, um, no, it's like Cujo Pet Cemetery, and Christine. Personally, I feel like are very low. Yeah, for me on the totem pole of things to read um of Stephen King's stuff that's just not really my no i don't have any any interest really i mean i'll probably get around to them eventually just to see if they're any good Mm -hmm. because um you know it's still stephen king yeah like his his worst book is still like readable yeah and that's kind of cool that he's able to do that um I know Dean Coots is supposed to be his, like, spinoff mm-hmm. and does his own thing that's very Stephen King-esque. That's uh, one of our managers at Barnes & Noble was always trying to push me to read more of his stuff. And I haven't have read you, any of it. I was going to say, have you read any of it? I haven't. Um, I'll get around to it. Like I said, you know, if I burn through an author's entire um, catalog, which is yet to happen to me... Mm-hmm. Um, even Token, I've kind of, you know, like Fall of Gondolin and uh, Baron and Luthien, I'm kind of like savoring for, you know, a special time. Yeah. Um, but like otherwise, you know, maybe J.K. Rowling. That's about <laughs> it. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm taking my time. No, because you haven't read any for casual vacancy nonsense. Yeah, I suppose or that's like the fair. Cuckoo's Calling. Yeah, the, um... Like George R. R. Martin, I I can skip his wild card stuff, but he wrote a book called Armageddon Rag uh-huh. that it was supposed to be about like a rock band that was like a mildly I successful. I refuse book. to read anything that is not in the Westeros universe, and I'm just mad at him because he hasn't given us the new book. I mean, yeah, I mean, I try not to be petty, and he's just a, you know. I don't know if it's so much being petty. Yeah, I think it's rude for an author to leave uh, lead us on like this. For it's this been almost twenty years. No, it's been 11 years. Was it no, 20... 12. 12, because it was 2011. Was it 2011 when yep. Dance of Dragons came out? Yeah. But, well, you know, we'll get there. It's fine. It, we have other authors. and We'll we've get got... Brandon Sanderson to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd rather Pat Rothfuss finish That's it. Fair. I think he's closer to Game of Thrones stylistically. Uh, that's a good point. Um. You're right. I do like I vis- when I visualize Name of the Wind. I do think more Westeros than I do with um. Way of Kings. Yeah, the Stormlight Archives are kind of, I don't know. They're, they're fantastic, they're, but they're not. They're Westeros. very different. They're yeah. very more Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. So, what is your favorite Stephen King adaptation that you've seen? I think I've only seen The Shining. 
No, we just watched Misery, too. Oh, that's right. Mm, I would say Misery. I liked Misery more than I liked The Shining. We watched a bit of Salem's Lot, too. I don't remember it, though. Yeah, it was 70s. The only redeeming thing is that they had the vampire played by um, uh, David... Is it David? Oh, what's his name? The guy that played Rommel. And he was just very English. He, he has he's in, kind of a short like Played Rommel in what? In Rommel. Oh, in oh I never saw that. Yeah, he's a famous 60s actor who always played like Nazis. You know, he was the bad guy in North by Northwest. He's like short, slicked back, mm-hmm. dark hair. Okay. Oh, what is his name? It's really fun. He just has a very, you know, like, oh, yes, well, thank you. And he played Bigelow in um in Salem's Lot. Okay. He just did uh he did a very good job. The rest of it was um how do I put it? Bad. <laughs> um Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember. Um but no, I loved Kathy Bates. Jim, uh James Conn was fantastic. I thought James Conn was fine. I think he is one of the best actors in Godfather. I do not I I don't know. There's nothing about James Conn that says romance author. Oh no. And that yeah, but that's the what he's trying to sell and that's I don't know. I didn't think he was good. However, I think Kathy uh, Bates won an Oscar for it and she fucking deserved an yep. Oscar for it. But um yeah, no, I think you could have thrown half a dozen actors in there. That would have been probably better roles. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, she carried that movie. Absolutely, and that's that's the whole point. Um, the the guy who played the um, the sheriff was great too. Yeah, he was cute, mm-hmm. little old man. All right, uh, so we got Shawshank, we got it, uh, the mist to yep. watch, uh, Mister Mercedes. Yep, the New Salem's Lot. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Yep. So that's like six things. Castle Rock. That's like seven. We things have a lot of stuff to watch. watch. All right. Start updating the movie list now. Oh, let's right. let's let's get going, okay. madame. Okay. Good lord. <sighs> I don't know why I put up with you. Because I'm wonderful. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so we got. All right. Anything else that you'd like to say on Stephen King, Joe Hill, horror books in general? <laughs> I don't think so. Is it going to be a Shawshank? Oh, no, it's a different thing. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, uh, Stand By Me is another one. That's uh, Oh, Stephen I always King. forget that that's a Stephen King. Yeah, there's a couple that he wrote that kind of sneak by you. Yeah, I never saw Stand By Me. Yeah, well, all right. I will say for anyone who has not read Stephen King or is looking for more Stephen King stuff to write, or read, um, even if you just like audiobooks, there is a free YouTube version of him reading the short story Afterlife. And it's one of my favorite Stephen King things that he's come out with recently. Uh, it is also, um, he has Salem's Lot as a radio drama on there. He also has the short story Salem's Lot that is dramatically read, which is also very good. So go check those out on YouTube. And as always, like, subscribe, all the above. For here at the Enlightened Podcast, we love all things Stephen King. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor 
a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.